Hey, we're back. This, that's not Hector, by the way. <laughs> Hector's somewhere. Um, Hector's now Ed. Oh. <laughs> he transformed. Um, okay. And he's in a new location, different different name, different face. Different, different accent. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Different skill set. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is uh, Breakfast Talk episode 18. This is this a creator drop-in. Drop right? Yeah, creator drop-in. So the first creator is Ed. So yeah, he's going to start. Are we rolling the intro? Yeah, I've dropped in. Hello. Oh, we're that, yeah, we're going to do the intro. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the intro. Yeah, I was about to do that. So yeah. Wakey, wakey, smell those eggs and bakey. It's time for Breakfast Talk a podcast discussing current, independent, and mainstream entertainment topics from gaming and movies to comics. Start your week off right with the Breakfast Boys. As always, if you can smell what we're cooking, click that like button, and if your tummies are rumbling for more, click subscribe and ring that brekkie bell to turn on all notifications. All right, let's talk. Wrong intro. Anyway. You'll figure it out Oh, now I'm happy, yeah, I'll mute myself. I was like, "Hello." I felt so quiet. Like I didn't get Hector's feedback. <laughs> I'm just shouting to nobody. <laughs> well, we have Ed Jowett with us. Hello. Hello. Yeah, Hi. it is Jowett, like Jared. But if I had like a, if I like slurred it, like Jowett. It's Jowett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not quite sure how to respond to that, but uh, yeah. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Uh, it's actually evening here. Um, it's uh, it's eight p.m. here. Um, but uh, still, nice to be nice to be with you guys. Um, it's been a, been a while since I was around, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, November. Yeah. Um, we've been quite busy since then. Yeah. Um, recently, we've just launched uh, Cascade Part 1 on Kickstarter. Um, now, I'm pretty sure last time we, we spoke, I talked about my intention to sort of do like um, several individual comics and then work up to a combined comic. That's what Cascade is. Cascade is the first part of a three-issue arc that's the combined combined story so um you know i've finally got there it's been it's been five years um it's been a very very long time getting to this point um and i'm really really excited to finally have that up on kickstarter obviously um sorry go ahead. i said that's awesome yeah yeah i mean uh, it's 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 been such a long road but really really interesting all the way you're always learning think yeah yeah i can't wait to get to that point yeah i mean it's i i i i thought before before i decided to come on i thought hey these guys um you know we had that really interesting discussion last time about origin stories and ha how to kind of approach that i thought it might just be really interesting to have a quick chat today if you guys are up for it about writing combined superhero stories or combined anything stories um because you know again taking superheroes you know you look at the avengers 
and they clearly sort of got it right. And you look at the Justice League, and they kind of didn't really get it right so well. Yeah. And sort of what what were the actual differences in there? What makes a story with multiple characters who each have their own existing arc? You know, they already exist as a character within that universe. What makes them then work as a team versus maybe what makes them not work as a team. And I just thought that might be an interesting well, so Before we get into that, just a, re a, a short rehash of what we did talk about about the origin stories was the idea that um, a, lot of, a lot of indie creators start by telling the origin story of a, a comic book character that you don't care about yet. And I, ironically, after that discussion, Greg and I, on our very next comic, did a bunch of reworks. So like we very much appreciated that. Um, and a lot of our origin stories now that we do have, we're fast forwarding. Like, even if we mm. start with it, we want to then make a leap and then go, we'll tell you what happened later, which also gives a little bit more freedom, which is excellent. So essentially the whole idea is if you're an indie creator, people forget too quickly that the first Detective Comics wasn't having Bruce and his parents in an alley, right? Like you didn't even know who he was. He was just- It was two years later even. Yeah, and so- when that, when that backstory was invented. Yeah, it was a very long time. Same with action comics, right? And the, the whole idea is like, it's just Superman, right? Like, he's just this- Yeah. Uh, Superman had three panels. Yeah. Um, explaining where he came from. It's like, oh, yes, his 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 world blew up. He landed on Earth, the end, done. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like, it was very, 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 very abbreviated. Yeah, and, and now, like, every once in a while, you'll get, like, the movies or a couple comics where it shows a little longer period of time on that planet. But, like, that's mm. the idea is, like, I, I think there's two interesting things that I got from that. The first one is that um, if you by fast-forwarding that and showing the cool stuff, you can get someone to fall in love with the character and be interested in the character before you tell them their origin. And the second thing it allows you to do is as you're building the character and you see what your fans like, you can alter your origin story to make it a much more, uh, you know, like to define all the stuff that characters or people like. Like, oh, if this is a trait people like, now you can add that to the origin story of why they're like that, why they're, how they got their power, why they have their weakness. Like, that's a very, uh, very cool idea to like push that off until later because that will be very interesting to the people who already like it. So, yeah, I just wanted to like, you know. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And thanks for that recap. Um, the, the hypothesis fundamentally is that. <laughs> Honestly, origin stories are boring. You know, like like they actually really are. They're, they're like, okay, here's the hero before he was interesting. Like it was, you know, why why even bother knowing about this is the first thing because I, I I don't care. You know, like Peter Parker. Wow. Okay, he's a geek. Okay, cool. And he goes to a science thing. Okay, that's that's awesome. I'm really absolutely thrilled. And he got bit by a spider. And okay, like I desperately needed to know all that in order to not really, you know, yeah. you um, what I what needed to know is that he dresses up in red and blue and he's Spider-Man and he, you know, f swings around the city and stops crimes. Oh, and by the way, this is because he got bitten by a radioactive spider. Um, yeah, it's all, the interesting thing is it's almost like show them that they're interesting and then go, wow, why? And then you can yeah. tell them why later, but it's... It's it's a uh, yeah it's a super interesting just way to think about storytelling is like people don't don't necessarily care about the origin even if it's necessary and they don't care until they hear the whole story because then it, it, it's kind of the idea of anybody like someone's super rich it's like cool that's the interesting part now I'm curious how he started and what he did to get there 
like that, you know, it's the same, like, I don't want to watch you the whole way through unless you end up becoming something great, like a superhero. And it's like, mm. it's a cool concept because it's, it's universal in storytelling. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I do a lot of panels at conventions. Well, not in the last year, obviously. Um, but uh, in general, I do. And um, I often say that, you know, the story you should try and tell is at the point where your character is the most important person in that moment in that world. And I think that if you're not, if you're not doing that, and, and an origin story by definition is not that, right? They're, they're by definition well, not the most important, important person. person at that, yeah, that moment, because they're used to <laughs> um, they, they have amazing potential and they're going to become very important, but um, until then, they, they aren't. Austin's here, too. Hey, guys. Hi there. I, uh, I'm taking a break from making a page, and I saw the Facebook page. I'm like, oh, it's time. Good break. Talk stuff. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Good. Doing well. We're talking about origin stories, and you don't really need them in the beginning. Yeah, how, how you don't need to begin a an indie comic with an origin story, and sometimes it can be counterproductive to do so. Yeah, give a person a chance to actually understand what the story you're trying to tell is before finding out what it's all about. If they don't have an interest yeah. in the very beginning, what's the point? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um it's it's something I've felt strongly about for a long time. And uh on a lot of my comics that I've released, I've had this comment, oh well, we don't know the origin. <laughs> and I'm just sat there like, Yeah, I, I know and, and I don't care. <laughs> you know, like you don't need to know right now. Um you can you can wait a little longer and find out. Yeah, enjoy the story that you're on right now. I mean, the origin story is a whole other book, series, something you can tell. That's back. That's back stuff. That's a whole treasure trove of things you can dive in and deal with as, you know, things go and progress with your story. I just, you know, I, I call it Instagram mentality. They just want to know everything, like, right this second. They can't take five minutes to try to use their brain to, you know, user imagination for stuff that's actually a really a really good metaphor the instagram mentality because a lot of people enjoy seeing um like how you took that great picture or made that cool video after they saw the cool video and the cool picture so that's very cool also i was pointing to the chair at i noticed i noticed you got the same chair yeah, my cousin yeah, just I do. Oh. This. this thing's awesome <laughs> I, I i adore i adore my 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 secret lab titan it's it's absolutely brilliant <laughs> Yeah, the uh, but no, that's a that's a that's a funny thing because that's the other thing that I was tangenting off on saying like uh, even when it's to like somebody's really rich, I don't care how they got there until I know they've succeeded. So it's the same thing with like a great photo or the great video that Instagram mentality they want to see the really cool thing, and then if I get invested in that person, I'm like, how did they do that? Right? I want to learn how to do that, or I want to see how they did it so I can be even more amazed by it because. Uh, it's actually really funny that you mentioned that because I think there's a quote, I think it's Leonardo da Vinci or Michelangelo, one of those two that said, if people knew how how hard I had to become this good, it wouldn't seem that good. Which is really funny because like, that's really what it is. Like, if you watched him just paint the same thing over and over again, it's uninteresting. But if you find out that's what he did after you see his incredible work, right, that's a whole other story. It's it, that's so true about pretty much anything creative, isn't it? Um, it's just a case of you know, pe people sort of. I, I get I get this a lot just because I've produced a large number of things, and people are just like, oh man, that's so amazing. I'm just like, 
really like it's just I work every day and I plug away at something every day and I you know okay yeah I take the odd day off but but basically I I come and I do my work and I deliver a thing and then maybe it's slightly better than the last thing or maybe it's not slightly better than the last thing and you just you just go and go and go and go and go forever and and as you say you know it's not it's not about oh i'm fantastic i'm amazing at this thing no i've made tons of mistakes <laughs> but you know it's it's just the time that that people have spent they 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 make that progress i'm finding that uh younger artists and everything they're trying to break in they'll get a little bit of success and they have this automatic mentality of oh i'm one of the best in the business and i say that because I was posting for, for anchors on Facebook. I'm an anchor by trade, um, but I get really busy. So I might need some help. So this guy messaged me, nice guy. And he's like, hey, here, I'm gonna send samples. I mean, just boom, boom, just one after another, boom, me, me, me. And he's like, I, just to let you know, I'm one of the best in the business. And I'm like, oh, really? I don't recognize the name at all, but I'm like, okay, what, what have you worked on? He's like, oh, well, I've worked on a couple of books. Okay, well, what, Marvel or DC? is like, no, just some small independents. Okay, and I looked at his stuff. It's not bad. It's very good for Micron inking. There's no real understanding of what inking is because he doesn't put a lot of that into practice. So I said, okay, well, that's good. I said, it's not bad. He goes, what do you mean not bad? He said, it's amazing. Are you kidding me? Like I said, I'm one of the best in the business. And I go, oh, do you know anything about me? He goes, no, no, not really. I said, okay, well, I've been working since 1994, mostly as an inker. I uh, worked on Iron Man, X-Men for Marvel, stuff for DC, stuff for Image, stuff for IDW, stuff for blah, 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 blah. Here's my samples. Ten minutes later, oh my gosh, this is just amazing. This is just so great. But I've just been told I'm still one of the best in the business. I go, they're doing you a disservice. I said, no offense. You have a good start. You have a long way to go. And it's good that you're working on books. That'll help you get more experience. But to tell someone that you don't know that you're the best in the business, that's not saying much. I know who's the best in the business. I'm very good friends with Jay Leeson. Jay Leeson is one of the best in the business. And Jay is still improving to this day. What does that tell you? So that's, that's the thing, isn't it? The, the, the best in the business is not defined by I'm at the top of my game and I'm never changing anything. It's defined by, you know what? There's always new things. There's always new stuff. Art styles are always evolving. Yeah, things are always changing. There, there is no such thing as, okay, now I'm good enough. There's, well, there's no such thing. It just doesn't exist. Well, and as a creative person, you want to try to completely improve, push boundaries, try different things, because that's where your creativity, that's where it comes from, storytelling and whatnot. If you're sitting on your laurels and doing the same thing, you're not being creative. You just found something that. You're just okay with to make money. Actors do it all the time. They get to a point where they just do the same characters because they're getting thrown serious money at, right? And they're like, oh, I'm comfortable. I've done everything I'm going to do. I'm just going to ride the wave and be prevalent. But if you really want to be creative and if you really want to push yourself as an artist, you always have to be willing to learn new things and suck at it and hopefully improve, but have the work ethic to do so. I talk with a group of artists and they go, well, you know, what do you do when you get a couple of different projects? One's paying one more than the other. I said, which one did you get first? 
the lower paying one. That's what you work on first. Yeah, but but this one pays more. I go, your okay. reputation as an oh, artist is the most important thing to get you work. Whether you're working on big stuff or tiny little things. We have the some quality has to be exactly uh, the same because you as an artist, you can't you can't have different gears, right? Now, if someone's paying twenty dollars a page, I might not use my best ink and paper because there's time and what involved. The quality of the artwork will be good, or I might just do it digitally and just to save time. But that doesn't mean that the art itself is going to suffer. The problem is the they look at dollar signs like, oh, well, I have to work in this because this works more. Yeah, the $500 wherever job might be one time, but the guy paying a lower page rate might pay you something now and have something bigger down the road. You're starting a relationship. That's how you build your, your, uh, your resume. And again, kids nowadays, people nowadays, they don't understand that. They're just looking, well, I can draw really pretty stuff. I need to get paid. 150 to 300 dollars for covers and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, what, what have you worked on? What have you, why well, really worked on anything? So how am I going to recoup my investment and in paying you what I'm paying you? I don't understand. Yeah. I've, I've been working with, uh, uh, for my main story, including the one I've just released. Um, I've been working with the same artist for seven years now. Um, and you know, I've done, I don't know. I, th I think it comes to about about ten books in total now, right? Uh, with with this one guy, and and it's like you say, you know, I don't I don't pay hundred and twenty dollars a page or anything. I don't I don't have that kind of money coming in. Yeah, but I you know I I pay him solidly. There is repeated work. There is always more stuff. There's always yeah. more things I want to do. Mm -hmm. And no, it's probably it's probably not as much as I would like to pay him. You know, I think that's that's the other thing that a lot of a lot of um, artists forget, you know, because I'm I'm sat here, I'm a writer, you know, um, and I want to pay people more than I can pay them. Like it's not it's not a case of I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm 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 trying to make as much money off you as possible, buddy. No, it's yeah. like, no, seriously, guys, I I'm I'm just about breaking even on this stuff. I need yeah. to, you know, I need to kind of be be serious and, and go, okay, this is what I can afford. I understand if that's too low for you and you can't, you know, you can't work for that. That's that's fine. You don't have to work with me. I'm not, I'm not forcing file, anyone. Do something else, yeah. But if if I could pay this guy who I've been working with for this long, double, treble, I'd pay him. You know, like like it's not, and and I think that's true for a lot of indie writers. I don't think most most indie writers and creators are really really stingy with their money. It's just they don't have it. Yeah. You know, it's very very hard to bring in large sums of money for anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our colorist that we have, uh, Febri, Ferdian. Febri? Oh, Febri is amazing. Yeah, he's, yeah. I would pay him thousands of dollars if I could, but I can't. So yeah, like, he's, he's saved like a bunch of our works that, that we've worked on where like the penciler, the ink, the, oh, typically it's in the beginning, the inker kind of does what they can to recover, but yeah, our colorist has like fixed mistakes that he shouldn't be able to fix. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's, He's absolutely incredible, yeah. But we're lucky with him being a colorist. He's also an illustrator, so he's able to kind of do those things and just yeah. not one-dimensional. One um, I always try to figure out, because my company, 10 Sky, we're now uh, taking um, screenplays, films, that sort of thing, independence, and making comic books out into them, like right like this. And I'm going to show you. Let me see. Yeah, this is for a book called The Other Side. It's filming... Um, next year in Belgium. It's a horror film. 
and um, I mean, it's SAG, 1.2 mil budget, everything. But that, but we, I have a stable of different artists that I have, but I also try new colors and new people because I want to bring more people in. And I have a budget. I here's my rate. If they can do well within that budget, hopefully in the next budget, here's the quality. Let's see if we can bump it up. You know what I mean? I don't make a whole lot of money on these gigs. I make some because I'm the anchor as well, and I'll do writing breakdowns. But I, they think we're making thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, and that's just not the case. This is a smaller, this falls into their marketing budget, and it's a small part of it because they've got a whole lot of other stuff they've got to get done. People got to look, think about it, the large picture. They got to think about it in terms because, again, for Bree, uh, I, I saw him something. He wanted to try out something. He colored something. Just he just wanted to, and I was like, "Wow, this is great!" So I threw him some money. I'm like, "Can you try this color?" Blew me out of the park. Okay, so now he's coloring my Stanley book for Scout, and I'm like, "Can you please help me?" He's like, "Oh, of course." He's like, bangs it all out. I'm like, "Oh my god!" So, Thank you, Jesus. So I, I am paying him more. I'm giving him more work. Again, started here. I can see what he can do and, and goes from there. When I broke in, when I had to go in the early 90s, we didn't get paid. We had to show that we could make a deadline consistently. And publishers are like, okay, we can count on him. Now we will pay him money. It was more of an internship while learning your craft. People nowadays are like, oh, no, you know, I've never worked on anything. I've only done stuff for my Instagram followers, but you should be paying me thousands of dollars and I'm not proven. Uh, no, sorry, I can't. Or I can't pay you $600 for a cover. I've got friends who've worked for years in the industry. And now I can pay them that rate. I just, you know, I don't mean to jump off track, Ned. I need to jump on you. I just... It's a bit pet, big pet peeve of mine that I've been dealing with the past few weeks. The artists and everything I work with, with my company, are fantastic. But some people that submit in one don't have the quality that they're asking for their rates. And or if that's, they, that's something delusional. I've found a lot hiring people on Facebook as well. Yeah, um, they're, they're very delusional. I was going to say that there's something that's interesting too is that, like, um, basically you have a lot of uh, a lot of artists that are trying to make a ton of money right off the bat and they don't realize that like the more the more work they get done the, first off they will get better from doing the work right they'll have more uh what's it called the portfolio to share they'll have more experiences writing for different comics like eventually there's a guy i just shared it on instagram uh his name is uh devin rodriguez and he draws people on like uh, subways in new york city for free like, he just does it and then hands it to them and he has now he has like two million followers on Instagram. He's so famous he can just do whatever he wants as an artist now. And he didn't charge anyone anything; he just gave it to him. No. Right? Like people don't realize how powerful that can be doing art for people. And if you think, well, like it's going to take me a ton of time, it's like, yeah. The more you spend on it, the faster you'll get, and the better you'll get, and the more people will see your work. And eventually, then you can ask for what you want because you can say, "Look at this! I've got a thousand books I've worked on. Like I'm, I'm like you're gonna have to pay me for my time." You're creating value to what you do and the type of quality that you're doing. That's ultimately how you get a page rate. It's not, uh, "I can do great, great figures." I tell people who want to be an artist and work in comic books, I'm like, "You need to be a really good background artist." The 90% of drawing backgrounds and cards and rooms and 
all sorts of different things. Understanding the shadowing and shading so the colorist knows how to color the page itself. It has nothing to do with sexy women. Those are for covers. Want to be a cover artist? By all means, you can make some good money on it. But if you want to work in comic books, there's a whole lot more you got to learn. That, that environment thing is huge, too. Like, if you look at animes and you look at old animes, like the Cowboy Bebop, you'll notice that the backgrounds are drawn so beautifully. There is nothing like it. It is incredible. Like, the, the, just the amount of details like, unnecessary sometimes. And you're like, wow, like, that's so perfect. Because there's teams. And for Cowboy Bebop, there's teams. There are artists that are just background artists. Yeah. And there's people that do figures. Not that they can't do the art, but just for speed and for time, that's what they kind of do to build things up. That's why Marvel and DC were so great back in the day and they could get books done so quickly is because they had bullpens. They had people, artists, and writers yeah. right there. Bam. They just hear stories. And they put the schedules out and they got it done. And the editors that worked on the books were actually writers before and they got bumped up. Not people that have a resume that went to whatever school and they're trying to get their resume padded so they can work for something else. You know, and they have no, they've never probably never read a comic book. It's just they're again quality, focusing on the quality, making the end product, taking the ego and putting it aside is is another big thing. A lot of people have a big ego, and artists are like that. They're very fragile. They they want to be loved, but they they can get a big chip on their shoulder just as easy. And they because of that, they think that. They're told they're one of the best in the business and they should get paid this amount of money, which is disingenuous to themselves and the craft. But what do I know? <laughs> the, the other thing I was going to say, too, is you want it so that, like, if your name, by the way, is it gets put right here, like on a comic, that it adds value to it because you've done so many great works. And, like, that's the other thing. Like, that's when you can demand a price. Like, that's another big thing that I. I that's true with anything like you know if you're a marketer until you can prove that you've done what you've done like you, you can't demand a price if you're a salesperson you can't demand a salary unless you can show that you've made sales and so when it comes to being an artist it's the same thing like once you prove have a such a proven track record like this like the fact that we mentioned February's name you're like oh yes right like that, he's awesome like absolutely that's definitely something you want to have I all right, guys, I'd love to jump on more, but I need to, I got a deadline I got to get back to. But I appreciate you guys letting me jump on for a little bit and, and hijack the chat a little. Oh, no, it was great chatting. Great to meet you. I, I was going to ask, yeah, what was the name of the thing you're working on, The Other Side? Oh, The Other Side. Yeah, yeah. They have a short that if you have IMDb, go The Other Side's a short film proof. They've got approval for the feature film. It's going to be shooting in, I, they told me, February of next year. And Nick Carlin is the writer and producer on it. You can find him on IMDb also. What was the name of the producer? Nick, N-I-C-K-P-A-R-L-I-N. P-A-R-L-I-N. Yep. By the way, I just watched your movie that you posted about yesterday. Oh, Sharon Dye? Dude. Oh, my God. You're hilarious. I was like, that's not awesome. Oh, by the way, the belly button scene? That was whole improv. I just they did it just for fun. And they ended up putting the film. It was so funny. Yeah. Ed, by the way, Ed, I also jumped into acting and directing about five years ago because I got nothing else better to do with my time, you know. So I just I, 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 I know the feeling. I jumped into voice acting not so long ago myself. Oh, it's super fun. Um which is uh intimidating as hell, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. 
wait till you get on set where you're not just sitting and watching the film. They're actually going to want you to act and move stuff around and really get into the role too. You'll get your cardio big time. All right, gentlemen. I got to right, go. Thanks.